on or not? So we're going to check. Oh, there. Okay. All right. All right. Good morning, everyone. Christ is risen. And as I said that I would do, here is your snow angel. Uh, okay. Whew. Okay, now that we've got that and, and the bell. So there we go. Well, it is so good to be back uh, in worship with you, and uh, for those who are listening on the podcast or the radio or soon to be the uh, Facebook Live, we thank you for joining us from wherever it is that you happen to be. What I want to do is I want to stand. We're not going to shake hands. You're not going to move from your pew, but you're just going to look around, wave, and say hi from where you are. So let's greet each other from a stationary position and say hi to everybody. Very good. Okay. So just a couple of announcements with regards to how, uh, first of all, how communion is going to work today. What's going to happen is we're, un- until uh, we get different clearance, I guess, we're going to be doing communion down the aisle. It's going to be just a single line, though, and so what the ushers are going to do is they're going to come forward, and basically family unit by family unit is going to come forward. When it's time for your family to come up, then the usher will dismiss you. You um, come up, you take communion kind of like you normally would with it being down the aisle, um, and then you just uh, head back and take your seats. Um, Don't worry about if you feel like you're going to mess it up. Trust me, you won't. Um, And I ask also that uh, everybody uh, uh, would continue to uh, be patient with us as we try to navigate this a little bit different way to go about um, uh, church, but we're going to, each week I think that we do it, we're going to get a little bit better at it, so uh, that's what we're hoping to do. And, make sure I didn't have any other pre-service announcements. I think that is all. So why don't we uh, begin our worship today with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. Truly, Lord, this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Lord, that you have called us here, whether it is here in the sanctuary, whether it is at our homes, wherever it is that we happen to be, we thank you that your Holy Spirit has the one, is the one who has been doing the calling. Uh, and we are here, Lord, to hear the gospel, to sing uh, of your wonderful praises. And Lord, we ask now that as we worship you here, that you would give us a zeal for your house of worship. Truly, Lord, better is one day in your course than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
from Psalm 34, a psalm of David, I will praise the Lord at all times. I sought the Lord and he answered me. When the righteous cry out for help, the Lord hears. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted. The Lord redeems his servants. No one will be condemned to take refuge in him. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. We sing our opening hymn at the Lamb's High Feast. We sing its number 633. And so we begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O oh, Almighty God, merciful Father, I, poor miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. 
die for you, and for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead, by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. I will extol you, Lord, for you have drawn me up. And have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cry to you for help. And you have healed me. O Lord, you have brought up my soul from Sheol. You restored me to life from among those who go down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you, his saints. And give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O oh God, you make the minds of your faithful to be of one will. Grant that we may love what you have commanded and desire what you promise. That among the many changes of this world, our hearts may be fixed where true joys are found. Through Jesus Christ, your Son. Our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit. One God, now and forever. Thank you.
Please be seated. Our Old Testament reading for this morning comes from Psalm 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Put not your trust in princes and a son of man in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourners. He upholds the widow and the fatherless, but the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever, your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. This is the word of our Lord. Christ has risen from the dead. He has given him dominion over the works of his hands. He has put all things under his feet.
Okay, well, it's time for the children's message. We're going to do this just a little bit different, too. Children, you normally would come up here, but don't. Uh, so what I would ask you to do, though, is could you just stand up, please? If you normally come up here with the children's message, just stand up, because I'd like to see you. Yeah, just stand up if you would. Stand on the seat if you have to. Yeah. Okay, I brought along some useful things here to help us with the children's message. They're in here somewhere. I know I put four in here this morning. Ah, here we go. Can you see what I have here? Children, what do I have here? Anybody? Stones, yeah. Rock stones. These stones happen to come from the Colorado River. And what you'll notice about these stones is there are various sizes, shapes, colors. I really like this one. I don't know if you can see this sparkle from where you are. Can you see that sparkle? Yeah, that's probably because it came from Colorado, from the Granite Mountains. So uh, one of the things that makes up granite, there's a few minerals primarily, and mica is one of those minerals. And what you're seeing here sparkle are probably uh, flakes of mica in the stone. All different sizes, all different shapes. Made smooth in most, most cases by the river rolling over the rocks and smoothing them out. We used the stones as an illustration this morning because in the reading coming up next, and Pastor Jake's message is based upon the epistle reading, where Peter the Apostle, as he talks to the people of the early church, he reminds them that Jesus is looked at as a living stone. If you ever get a chance to visit the Holy Land, what you'll notice is stones are everywhere. You can't help but trip over them. They're all over the place. So he used that example of stone to remind them that Jesus is a living stone and that we too are living stones, little living stones. What do you suppose they used the stones for back in those days? Any guesses? Build buildings. They built the holy temple. Not out of these kind of stones, but stones cut out of the mountains but living stones nonetheless. And so we're called living stones too, as Paul reminds us. And so what does that mean? That means that we are, well, he'll say this, uh, Peter will in his uh, message, it is we are a chosen people. You were sought out by God before you were even born to be one of his. And the message also says that we're a royal priesthood. What does that mean? Well, that means you have the opportunity to pray to God any time you want. And we get to help Jesus in his ministry to show love to others. And that we are a people specifically for the purpose of fulfilling Jesus' uh, ministry in this world. And we are claimed by God. We are claimed by God at your baptism. So we give thanks for these sort of things, that we're living stones and we're all part of the invisible church, the church belonging to God. So we'll give thanks to God for that. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this opportunity to be perceived in living a life as living stones. And we do this all for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
And so we have the epistle reading that comes from 1 Peter chapter 2. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up to salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builder has rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Jesus said, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would, have, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you I do not speak on my, own, on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. We sing our next hymn, I Know That My Redeemer Lives, number 461. We're going to sing in verses 1 through 3, verse 5, and verse 8.
Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. It's so good to have faces to, to talk to again. You have no idea how exciting this is. Not just my phone. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is from the Epistle lesson, specifically verse 9 from 1 Peter. Peter writes, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So far the text for this morning. We all do it. As 21st century consumers of goods, you and I, we all do it. No longer is it enough for us to believe the salesperson who is trying to sell us something. No offense, Ryan. And maybe we can take their word for it, and maybe not. But no longer is it just enough to take his word forward or anybody else's word forward or even the website that you're buying from. It's really not, you can't even trust what they say about the product. No, instead, we need something more. We need reviews on what we're going to buy. And if you, like me, shop on Amazon, you know that, well, that's kind of a really good place to get reviews from because it's not the product's company, it's just an, an outside group that is selling the product. So maybe their reviews are a little bit more believable. And you and I both know that if it gets three stars or, or below, eh, maybe. If it kind of creeps up to four stars, well then, eh, okay, that might be a, a pretty good product. But if it gets up to five stars, you're thinking, okay, and if it's got like 15,000 reviews, right? then, okay, I can feel pretty safe about this. But I have a confession, Nate. For me, sometimes that's not even good enough. I've got to be absolutely sure if I'm going to spend my money on it. So my favorite kind of reviews are not just the five-star reviews. I need the five-star reviews that come along with a picture of what the product looks like inside of somebody else's home. Yeah, some of you are nodding your heads. You know what I'm talking about. I need a picture. I need a picture of what it looks like inside of somebody's home so I know what it looks like in there, so I know uh, what size that it actually is and not just what the picture is. I need to know what it looks like in real life. And so this is what Peter is telling his people to do. In this, in this text, specifically in verse 9. Essentially, he is saying to them, you have bought the product. You are an eyewitness consumer of this product. You know what it looks like. You know what it looks like inside of your house. You have given it a five-star review. And now go and tell people about it. Give them the review that has the picture. Peter says, but you are a chosen race, you are a, royal you are a royal priesthood, a people belonging to God for his own possessions, so that you may then go and declare the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. 
You are eyewitnesses of what Jesus has done for you. So now go and give people a review of what Jesus has done for you. The first thing that he describes to people as is as a chosen race. It used to be that only the Israelite nation was the only chosen people. And if you were outside of that nation, well, then you just didn't belong. God's love and the benefits of his kingdom were not for you. But now, because of Christ, because his blood has, been, has, has covered all, you and I are, in essence, Israelites. We are now brought in, adopted, as the Apostle Paul says, to this chosen race, chosen specifically by God for his purpose. Because Christ has come and has said that all nations are to be baptized, that all nations are to be given the gospel. The second thing that Peter describes his readers as is as a royal priesthood. You see, no longer do you and I have to go through a priest or a pastor in order to gain access to God. Because of Christ, because he has, as the writer to the Hebrews says, because he is our great high priest, we have immediate and direct access to God. We do not have to go through anyone else except for Christ alone. And then what he has done is he has given to his church the blessings of the kingdom of God. And then from the, the church flow all of those blessings of mercy and grace and love and healing. Certainly, the sacraments and the word that is being brought to you here today by myself. But you, as, as Paul writes to his young friend Timothy, you have been called to do the work of an evangelist. To love, to forgive, to give mercy. And as we're going to talk about more soon, to share the love of Christ that is found in the gospel. The third thing that Peter describes his readers as is a holy nation. And this is a really good time to take you all back to your catechism class. For some of you, I, I saw come in here today. It wasn't too far ago. What does the word holy mean? Well, the word holy means to be set apart. To be set apart by God for his purposes and for his love and to receive the blessings of the kingdom. You see, going all the way back to the very beginning of time, you and I and our first parents, Adam and Eve, they were created different. They were created different than any other thing or creature that God had created. And so God takes dirt from the ground, he shapes it up and molds it into the shape of a man, but that man is lifeless. He can't do anything. Until, until what happens? Until God breathes his spirit into the man and then he becomes alive. There is no other creature on earth, there is no other thing that God has created that can claim what you and I can claim. That we have God's spirit within us. This is what it means to be a holy nation. And then the 
Fourth thing, the last thing that he calls his readers as a people for his own possession. To be bought at a price, to be purchased. And this is why Jesus went to the cross. So that you and I may be his own. So that you and I may belong to him forever and ever. The second, the meaning to the second article of the Apostles' Creed says it perfectly. Gabby, I want you to say it now. Just kidding. Where is Gabby? Oh, there you are, right there. Just kidding, you know, you don't don't have to do that. I mean, unless you want to. No? Okay. The meaning of the second article to the Apostles' Creed says this, Who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood, and with his innocent suffering and death, that I may be his own. In other words, let me, let me summarize what Peter is saying here. In other words, you have the five-star review. You have given that review. You know the product. You have used it. You have, been, you have benefited by it. For crying out loud, you've got the pictures to prove to everybody else about how wonderful that this Jesus is. And so now go and tell. As he says, go and proclaim the excellencies the wondrous things that God has done for you in your life. Be like the woman at the well who after encountering Jesus for the first time, when she leaves him, she goes and she tells other people and she says, come, come and meet this man who told me everything about me. Be like the man who was was born blind and Jesus heals his Blindness, and now he is able to see, and in a really, I find it, or a really comical exchange that he has with the religious leaders. They keep asking him, Well, what happened? Who is this guy? Etc., etc., etc. And the guy has a, what I think, just a brilliant response. He says, In effect, he says, You know, I don't know much, guys, but this is what I do know. I was blind, and I can see now. Be like the shepherds, who after seeing the baby Jesus left, and as the gospel writers say, they left, and they left glorifying and praising God. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to be a holy roller. This doesn't mean that you have to carry your Bible around and beat them over the head with it. This doesn't mean that that you go out and then forget about the log in your own eye when looking at the speck in your neighbor's eye. Folks, it simply means to go and be prepared to give an answer for the hope that you have. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to include fancy words. But go and tell of what Jesus has done in your life. And how you speak. And how you treat others. And how you live your life. And so you might be asking yourself at this point, okay, well, but who do I start with? Well, the people who are inside of your home, start with them. Start with your kids. Start with your husband. Start with your wife. If you don't 
have anybody else in your home, then start with the people who you work with. If you don't work, then go find somebody on the street and tell them. Tell them about how you fail. Tell them about how you miserably fail. You don't have to go into specifics, but just tell them how you fail and how you, as somebody who fails time and time again, time and time again, receive mercy and grace and forgiveness and healing and love. Tell them how nothing but the precious blood of Jesus has saved you. Go and, give the, go and tell them the five-star review with the picture. Because that's what makes you a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. The precious blood of Jesus. You who, as verse 8 says, were destined to stumble because you disobey. You who have as much sin as the woman caught in adultery. You who were not once a people, but now are God's chosen you who have now received mercy, you who have been baptized, you who can proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light, you, the one who is invited to the table of God to receive the benefits of his mercy and grace and love that he has won for you, you, the one who can paint the picture so that others may know, so that they might really, really know the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. You, the one who can give the best review. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Apostles' Creed. It is found printed on the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit. At this time, we will gather our tithes and offerings. Uh, just another reminder for those of you uh, who are um, here, but also who might be listening wherever it is that you ha happen to be. There are three ways that you can give your offering and tithe. The first way, actually now there's four. <laughs> um, now, uh, for those of you who are here, at the end of service, please drop your offering or your tithe off in the offering basket that is just right outside in the narthex there. Uh, you may also bring your offering or tithe by to the North Breezeway. There is an offering basket right outside of the church office that you can set your offering in. Uh, you may go to the church and school website, 
trinity1874.com, and at the upper right-hand corner is a, is a donate button. You can simply click on that and follow the directions. I did it myself. It's very, very simple. Uh, and the last thing that you can do, if you so choose, is to mail your offering or tithe into the church office. And so we continue with the offertory. Please stand. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this beautiful day and giving us this time to worship you. As the sunrise this morning signals a new day in our lives, your refreshing word gives us the strength to live a life filled with joy and hope. Remind us this week that you chose us, have made us a royal priesthood, a people belonging to you, for the purpose of sharing with others the good news of Easter and what Jesus means to me and to us. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the sick, those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery, those who find themselves confined to their homes for whatever reason. We lift up, lift up all those on our health list, Melba, Landreth, Janice, Carol, Ethel, Joan, Steve, Becky, Bob Curtit, Bob Dodson, Bob Yelenek, Gary Degan, Emma Conklin, Wayne, Rosemarie, John Alexander, John Eden, Debbie, Mary, Lisa, Catherine, Joe, Judy, Louise, Dana, Little Sutton Grace, Norma, Maureen, Sherry, and Fawn. All of these, Lord, as well as those we now name in our hearts. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer and sustainer of life. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues, and if it be your will, heal them completely. Use the trials and challenges they face to grow closer to you. Give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the military. Think of all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel as they answer the call for help. Father, we pray that you will watch over them, protect them against all harm, strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally, in our state, and in our local communities. 
whether these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom, to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Help them make decisions during these days that are good for the good of your people. Keep us mindful of your command that we support and speak well of them. Lord, in your mercy, a special prayer for birthdays being celebrated. We give thanks, O oh Lord, to you for the many blessings you have given to your servant, Orville Osterloh, who is celebrating 92 years of life. Father, we give you thanks especially for bestowing on him length of days in this present life. Grant that he may always know your loving kindness, abide in the confession of your name, and put trust each day in your gracious care and protection. May this celebration of his birth be a celebration of life both now and the life yet to come. Lord, in your mercy, Lord God, Heavenly Father, you instituted holy matrimony, blessed and honored it with the presence of your son at the marriage feast at Cana in Galilee, and even now, continue to protect and preserve it. We thank you for the fatherly love and grace which you have bestowed upon Glenn and Tony Oberman, who are celebrating 41 years of marriage, as well as Stan and Fawn Hansen, who are celebrating 32 years of marriage. Continue to be with them, Lord, until the end of their days, even as you have guided them in the past. Be their health, strength, refuge, and life as they serve as an example to all who honor your blessing of marriage. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, Lord, we come to you for healing and encouragement during these days of uncertainty and suffering. Be with us as we continue to deal with this national issue. Protect, protect all the health care givers who tend to the sick. Be with those who deal with unemployment. Give us all a fuller measure of faith in the promises of your word. Grant that we may live trustingly one day at a time, knowing that you will not fail us, that you are in control of all things. Lord, in your mercy, into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who out of love for his fallen creation humbled himself by taking on the form of a servant becoming obedient unto death, even death upon a cross. Risen from the dead, he has freed us from eternal death and given us life everlasting. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing.
Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communing, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament and under the form of the bread and wine. I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith in love. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
By the way, that may have been one of the only times I've ever seen Lutherans actually stand for stand up, stand up for Jesus. Normally, we don't do that, so that's pretty good. Now receive the Lord's blessing, and now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Blessed be the Lord. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace.
We sing our final hymn, the last four verses of At the Lamb's High Feast, we sing number 633. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May his love surround you and his mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Darren Shane. Uh, just a few announcements before we close with worship today. First of all, uh, Confirmation Sunday has been rescheduled to the end of, of this month. That's May the 31st. Uh, please uh, plan on joining us for that. It will be a wonderful day when our uh, confirmands who were baptized into the faith and had the, had the questions answered for them will now then be able to answer those questions for themselves. So that's May the 31st, Pentecost Sunday. Um, if you are unable to make it to church, please tune in to the radio broadcast, the live stream podcast, or the new Facebook page each Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Uh, I apologize to, to Doris Myers. She called me uh, yesterday. She had to be hospitalized for kidney stones. Um, she's back home now uh, and is recovering well, but we are going to add her to the prayer list, and please um, add her to your own prayer list as well. Uh, and for the time being, uh, until the restrictions begin to lessen a little bit, a little bit more, uh, the church office will continue to be uh, open only by phone or by email. So if you would, uh, if you need to get into contact with us, please use one of those two ways. Uh, I thank everybody for joining us this morning. Uh, I thank those of you who were 
on the Facebook Live or on the podcast or the radio. And I pray God's richest blessings to be upon you in this next week. Uh, at this time, uh, the ushers uh, will come and dismiss each family unit. Uh, please make your way outside. It is beautiful out. If you want to visit there, you are more than welcome to do that. <laughs>